is very interesting. There's, there's a lot to be said here. So go ahead anyway. Uh, oh, Jerry, I'm glad to see you. <laughs> glad to see you too. We've um, gotten the the uh, uh, the the lion's war suit is straightened out, in the sense of we don't really have to ask her the question about does rebirth and reincarnation exist, because the better question to ask is is it relevant to be here now, and the answer is not relevant. Yeah. So what we just decided. So I thought that I'd put that on the recorder because last time we were we left with that up in the air okay okay all right so now you're telling me about mir and an australian author yeah i was talking about this australian author ainsley mears who is was a psychiatrist practicing in melbourne i think well he's long dead now and he he had been in um, Thailand or Burma or somewhere, and he had, I think, studied some Buddhist techniques. And what he was selling, basically, in his book was body scanning um, as, a, as a means to relaxation mm-hmm. when you, for people in pain. Mm-hmm. And this interested me, and that's, I think that's, that's one of the first interests I had in this sort of field. Um, and he, he, he did actually, I think in, in one of his books or possibly in another article or something that I read, um, refer to his having gone with another group of psychiatrists, I think somewhere in, you, you know, to, somewhere in Southeast Asia. And I can't remember it with it, whether it was Burma or Myanmar, well, it was Burma in those days or Thailand, probably Thailand because all, all Australians are always going to Thailand. Um, and um, he'd had some contact with people there. And uh, he, he was, I think he, that he said that that was where, I, where he got his, his technique from. Okay. But for what that's worth. What I... No, it puts into the story correctly. Hmm? Say again? It... It fits into the overall story quite quite nicely. Yes, and then, then, uh, yes. Well, then I was interested in various other other things. I tried the transcendental meditation, and it um, well, it didn't provide the zap or the zing that uh, that Anapanasati has provided. Speaking of which. Um, I should say that I yesterday managed to do a number of five-minute sits of the day, um, as you have recommended, and uh, I found that easier to stick to, actually, than trying to do 10-minute sittings at at longer intervals. Um, But this morning... A strange thing happened in that I sat down, which I normally am not doing at the moment, on a cushion, a, a, a Japanese Zen style Zafu and Zabu Ton, and folded my legs into a strange position and um, 
and um, didn't really get anywhere. And then eventually I did get somewhere, and unlike what has been happening, uh, well, I'll tell you what has been happening. Normally what I do, I go through the steps of Anapanasati. I do the body relax, the breath, the body relaxation, keeping breathing. And then I find there is some sort of trigger that sets off the physical thrills, um, which... The physical what? Physical thrills going through the body. Um, Using the word ills? Thrills, T-H-R-I-L-L-S, thrills. Um, You know, that... Sensations. Sensations. Okay, vibrantly alive, tickling. that sort of bubbling thing. up, uh huh. Yeah, okay. yeah. We get all that. The sort of happiness comes on. Um, that that I look for and find the sense of yippee, I've got it, which is a sort of more internal sense than the physical sensations. This is a sort of the, the mental thing that you talk about of a feeling of success, right? So then, and that, once one gets there, one can sort of say, right, okay, I've got it, I'm here, I don't need to think that I've got it, I can now, I can enjoy it. Now, this morning what happened was was quite different because everything was much more low-key. Everything was much more low-key and, you know, I, I didn't feel any great thrills. No, I, I can do this, no problem, ha-ha. Uh-huh. Oh, hum, um, this just makes me feel really nice and happy and tranquil. And um, I don't actually, um, I don't feel like I understand that the first jhana is supposed to feel with this great sense of pity. It, it isn't, it's not like rapture that they talk about. It's, it's much, it was much, much, Lower key. Everything was very low key. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. Well, it's high key, especially when it's brand new. Yeah. Okay. Titillating, even. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but but once once you've been titillated or tickled over and over again, you kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like we can get used to anything. Mm-hmm. Even, even the, uh, the joke is, is that enlightenment. Never mind. You'll get old, You'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So that's why everything begins to mellow out, and everything's okay. Everything's all right. Mm. And allow that state to be. This is a natural state. And um, let us say it's it's a progression of the mind that happens over time as opposed to the way that people think of jhanas is is that you do something really, 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 and then you get the first jhana, and while you got it, then you really, really, really get into the second jhana, and then you really, really, really get into the third jhana. That kind of thing is the way that we look at it, rather than just various stages of relaxation. 
Mm-hmm. And that as you get used to relaxing, you'll get pretty good at it. Uh-huh. That, in fact, that titillated state of the first jhana is, in fact, a whole lot more relaxed than the monkey mind is just jumping around all over the place telling us to go here and go there because we're not paying much attention to what's really happening. So when we really start paying attention to what's really happening, we begin to see, wow, there's so much happening here. Wow, this is all over the place. Uh And that titillating quality comes. Yeah. Especially since we've been talking ourselves into how much we like it anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is is that if you want want to recreate that titillation, you can do that. You can go back into that state. But it's easy enough just to just to spend very little or no time in it and then move moving into just an easy going relaxed place. Mm-hmm. So so then so so so, so there's is, no then then well it's just staying here now just just enjoy the moment. Just recognizing that you've got, you've seized the moment. And so just enjoy it. Keep it going. Keep it last. But the Western mind wants to know what comes next. Indeed. Indeed it does. Because the rest of Western mind, this Western mind has read a lot of stuff about what's supposed to happen. Ah, but it was written by a whole lot of people who were trying to describe what they went through, and you can't go through yep. everything that everybody else goes through. You've got to find out what's good for you, and you're in the process of doing that, and I congratulate you for it, Jerry. Well, yes, this is when one thinks... Getting- Getting your mind out of how it's supposed to be is going to be greatly beneficial for you so that you can then figure out how it actually is for you. Uh This is exactly what we mean by the Siva Bhatta Paramasa, that we're looking for how things are supposed to be so that we can tick it off saying, okay, I've achieved that. And the whole idea really is just, just relax. And then there are these people going around saying that you, saying that um, what you're getting is some sort of state of access concentration which cannot possibly be anywhere near the jhanas because you haven't sat there for three hours. Well, uh, just because somebody sits for three hours and don't get it, and then they do, doesn't mean that the three hours of not getting it was needed or necessary or useful. In fact, it was downright harmful. Mm. It's something that you just do. You just change your mind. You just change your attitude. Just relax, okay? That's the whole way of looking at it. That's certainly the, the kind of language that's used. 
in yes. the Anapanasati Sutta, relaxing the body, tranquil. They call it tranquilizing. To me, a tranquilizer is a gun. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. So, and and when when you're tranquilized, you're out of it. No, this is not. This is much more just restful, peaceful, easygoing, but alert. You're watching what's going on, but there is no danger. That part Ooh. of the easygoing is because you're comfortable, and that you're feeling secure. You're you're alert, but you're not alert to danger. You're just alert to reality. Ooh. All right, so the next quality that we're talking about then um, is words like um, pity and sukha and upeka. That upeka is taking us into that stable, balanced, still, peaceful, easygoing state. So there's so much of the terminology within the teaching of the Buddha in Anapanasati that is talking about just that. When the mind is unified and organized, the body is content, the feelings are content, the mind's content, everything is okay. These are the the things that we're looking for, and then as the time passes by, that's all right. And you can do that sitting at your desk. You can sitting. You can do that sitting in a in an automobile, waiting for the driver to come. You can do that waiting in line. You can do that at any time. But we normally get in the habit of, oh, I'm waiting for somebody. I've got to be upset and want them to come. Yeah. Upeka, is that normally translated as unification of mind? Right. Right noble samadhi or samaya samadhi is 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 also referred to is right unification of mind getting our act together getting into congruency for instance telling lies we're not congruent if we're doubtful we're not congruent if we want something then be because we don't have it we're not whole we're not congruent okay now, the psychologists have been talking about that for many, many years, but they never knew how to actually get into that state of congruency because that congruency also um, is part of the peacefulness because the other example would be that we're in turmoil with ourselves, we're arguing with ourselves, we're conflicted, we don't know which way to go, we don't even know that we don't have to go. We think we have to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a way, uh, delusions in there. And so the whole practice is about Anapanasati is taking all of those components, the body, the feelings, the mind, and, and the mind states, as well as the mind's objects. And everything kind of cools off, relaxes, settles down. Now, you mentioned the mind states, um, and this is, your, well, this is getting into the sort of third tetrad, isn't it? Um, and I, I find some difficulty in understanding what is meant by, um, you know, purity and this kind of thing, 
um, or um, I forget exactly. Okay, what let's use are. modern language. Yeah. Is the mind sharp? Is it focused? Well, Is it dull? Is it jumping around? Is it stable? These are the kinds of states that the mind is in. Another one would be, is the mind bright? Is it gladdened? Is it down? Is it dejected? Or another way of saying it, what's your attitude? Well, by the mind states you, determine the attitude. By the time you get into the sort of Sukha state, I suppose the attitude is mainly very happy and not really much interested in anything else but being in anything else but being very happy. Yeah, yeah, it can get absorbing in a way. Yeah. So then, then your mind isn't sharp at that point because it's taken up with the, you know, the the, the gladness, the happiness. Okay. Well, you can think of this in the sense of checking how sharp a knife is. Mm -hmm. And part of the sharpening of the knife is also the testing of the knife. How sharp is it? So uh -huh. you can think of this, in fact, this repetitive nature of keep opening and looking and is very much like sharpening the knife. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so now how sharp is it? That's the question that we're talking about is what state, what, What's the states of the mind now? Mm. Is it dull? Is it wanting? Is it grasping? Is it sharp? Is it exalted? Is it uh, um, uh, in a state of titillation? Is it in a state of eagerness or doubt? Okay, yeah. So these are various states of mind that people are in. Um, in meditation and so uh, these actually then some of these states of mind are actually a hindrance that that yeah. a lot of people get the idea that that when we mean by hindrances is merely unwholesome thoughts to where an unwholesome mind state is also a hindrance dull lethargic racing um, worried Yes, well, it's. Uh, I suppose it's it's easy enough to get into the sort of lethargic state, um, where you know I'm just I'm I'm just going to sit here and be happy and not um, not bother about anything, not not pay attention to anything, um, which I suppose is dullness. Your man um, now, who was it? The man who wrote. Um, the mind illuminated, uh, Chuladasa. He was big. Uh, well, I seem to remember reading that he was into um, uh, describing states of um, of dullness. You could be, you could be really, really dull, and but but a sort of in a in a state of. Um, well, there's kind of nodding off, and then there's before there's nodding off, mm. and then after the nodding off is when the slumping goes. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so all of those kind of things can be seen in the body and described that way. Okay, yeah. so the, the dullness that doesn't show is the first step, just a little bit of dullness, 
and that it's um, if you're doing this in bed at night, this, there's no problem with that. I mean, go, that's what the whole point is, is to go to, to go to sleep. Yeah. But when when we're sitting up, especially in a meditation hall, nodding is not okay if people see it. But slumping and then falling over, snoring, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I don't know what they do in the in the um, Theravada, but I mean, this is the point in Zen where they come and hit you, isn't it? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but um, yes, I can't see me doing Zen. It all sounds far too hard. Anyway, there we are. Good. Yes. Yeah, so that's part of the um, the hindrance. How far deep into this? sloth and torpor so torpor would actually be right nodding off yeah okay and 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 sloth has a different quality in the sense that not only is it that the mind is dull but it often comes from um either an agitated state of restlessness or a state of doubt Mm -hmm. It's, it's like i've had enough doubt long enough that i don't care anymore and so things get kind of dull, not paying attention. And so that 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 sloth has a an uh, I don't care attitude. <coughs> now also, the this the, these both of these kind of things can be cured by taking a deep breath. This is the point at which you use your short breaths, is it? Yes, this is when you could use the short breath. Yeah, I got you. Okay. If you can remember, <laughs> as opposed to slumber on. Yes, well, that's, yes, it's it's quite easy to get into the the sort of slumping state, especially if you start off when you're tired, um, you know, physically tired. Anyway, here we are. Well, <laughs> good. Well, I don't think, I think I've absorbed enough wisdom for the moment. Let's put it that All right. Well, good. <laughs> I, I'm glad to see you smiling. That's good. Okay. Well. <laughs> and the biggest question that you, that you were asking is in the process would be answered in the sense of that relaxation is many faceted, many phases to it, many different things that need to be relaxed. And all of them are going towards coolness or nibbana. Just let it go. Just relax. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole process. Because when you're really relaxed but alert, there's no dukkha. Yes. Wondering what's next, that's dukkha. But of course, living as one is as a a householder, whatever, um, you know, there are other things to do that you have to think about. Ah, but don't give that 100% of your time. Take about 10% out. No. 
Yep. And let's practice being happy enough so that we can go back and do that uh, 90% happily. Yeah, yeah. Because there is, I mean, well, one sees <laughs> a possible argument against um, Buddhist meditation generally, as that if you is that if you do it, you get into a state where you know, you're not going to be functioning in the real world. You're just going to be sitting around being happy. Ah, and, but that's because they've got the mentality of once and always kind of things. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that, and in fact, I've seen it written in books that way. Yeah. And the answer would be that the monks could probably be out helping people, answering questions, and making people feel good in the morning, and then spending the afternoon in seclusion. And uh -huh. he can do that day in and day out and day in yep. and day out and do an enormous amount of good in the world. Yeah. Okay. Or we can do it a few weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. Or go spend three months doing nothing. And then you go do some missionary work. Or go to work in the hospital or whatever where it's a full day's job. Mm -hmm. We actually have in Thailand two uh, monks hospitals. And all the doctors are monks. And all the nurses are monks, and all the patients are monks. Yes. And it's at a what? <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I used to like, when I was in my, in my Benedictine-operated boarding school, they made us read improving literature before going to church, to mass every day. And um, they had various magazines, and I always, I always quite enjoyed reading the stuff about the um, medical missionaries, because one thought at least they're doing some good in the world, you know, which, <laughs> which, um, which one didn't feel that, uh, one didn't feel that going out and preaching to people in Africa was going to do so much good as well, as, that's as in fact what they want. It, it, isn't that the colonial mentality? Let's get those bodies healed up and ready and function and keep those minds broken so they'll do what they're told to do. <sighs> I suppose that's right. And we'll give you extra rice if you come to church. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Good. Well, thanks for that. I think I better go and do something useful. Okay, um, uh, how about relax, and then go do something useful relaxed? I'm pretty, pretty well relaxed at the moment. All right, and you're relaxed, that's the whole idea. Let's go do relaxed before we do work. Okay. Rather than working ourselves up to do the work, which is what we normally do, and then we're unhappy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the general state, the sort of ground state is generalized disgruntledness, isn't it? Yeah, right. Henry David Thoreau had it nailed solidly when he says men leave lives of quiet desperation. Yeah, yeah. Unless, of course, you've got money and then you get really noisy. <laughs> noisy desperation, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. And well, so let's take the desperation out of it. And then yeah. go live your life yeah. quietly or noisily as you choose. But let's take that desperation out. Mm -hmm. No, it's not so much desperation. It's just sort of low level 
uh, low level dissatisfaction, I think, is, mm -hmm. is the ground state. Okay. So, dissatisfaction is a better term for it, but Henry David Thoreau called it quiet desperation, mm. and, and that, that fits well enough. We yeah. were just going around being dissatisfied. Yeah. Can't get no satisfaction. Rob's to <laughs> That's the one. Yes. And so let's just relish in the fact that we're quite satisfied with nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, well, that's uh, that is that is in itself um, a strange idea, shall we say? Yeah, but you got nothing right now. Can't you be satisfied with just nothing at all? Well, for a bit, yes. Yeah, yeah. No place to go, nothing to do, yeah. nothing to do, just nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the ideal is to keep the state, state going while you are, while you're actually doing stuff, isn't it? Well, you can. You can. But let us check, first off, our motivations, because normally what we're doing, we don't want to be doing. Mm -hmm. We just do it because we were told to do it. We're following some sort of rule that, in fact, when you examine a lot of that stuff, you begin to not do so much. You only do what's needed to be done mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and let all the other people do what they need to do. And magically, a lot of stuff gets done for you. <laughs> you remind me of a, a very nice quote in a, a science fiction short story. Um, written by, I think, a man called Eric Frank Russell, who said um, the Earthman of this period that he was talking about sometime in the future, he said, this Earthman was not the Earthman of the earthbound and lurid past. This Earthman had learnt, or these Earthmen, had learnt to lounge around and let the other life forms do the worrying, which was... Uh, I thought a rather, rather nice idea. This was, you know, fantasy, obviously, but um, let the other life forms do the worrying. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So there's a whole lot of life forms that are out there worried about uh, global warming. Mm. To me, all I have to, de to deal with is today is really hot. Today's a hot day. Yeah. But yeah. let all of those other beings out there who were worried about global warming, let them frustrate themselves about global warming. Yeah, well, the way things are going, you're probably going to be underwater in a few years. Oh, uh, we're at 50 meters, so that's going to be a while. Yeah. They'll Good. flood the road down the hill, but they won't flood the house here. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Well, thanks for all of that. And, uh, yeah. Jerry, this has been a good call. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Thank Go you. relax. Okay. You got Cheers. nothing, man. Go relax. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. No.